What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 266 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Friday, April 28th, 2023. I finally know what decade I'm in after consecutively fucking up the year. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Those golf claps are from my co-host, Mike, who is um, who's doing great. His birthday is coming up soon. He's turning 34. It's a, an age that I've lived in for almost a year yeah. now. And uh, I got to tell you, Mike, that's when, that's when the aging starts to you – know, the, the cracks start to show themselves, both proverbially and figuratively. Uh-huh. Um, oh. You know. And literally. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it just comes with you know getting older. I've definitely noticed it more in terms of like gaining weight, you know, and and stuff like that. So and I probably should exercise more and well, that, you know, change the diet friend, up a bit. But I'm I'm lazy, so I'll just I'll just be honest. And that's what it boils down to because I read an article the, recently that says that um, our metabolisms don't actually properly start going down until we're in our like sixties. Yeah. So, like, all the excuses of, like, oh, you're in your 30s, your metabolism slows down. No, what what they actually found was when you're in your 30s, you're way less active than you were when you were in your teens yeah. and 20s. You, But to be honest, I kind of, because I work two jobs, I kind of feel like I'm more active than, you know, <laughs> Well, what you been. probably do is you probably over, <laughs> overcompensate by, like, overeating, like, yeah. because you work so much and then you get, yeah. like, really hungry and then you pig yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I've I've happily like thankfully been like a pretty much the same weight for yeah about a decade now. I like, used to be under underweight. They like I used to be like oh, I remember not not uh 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 necessarily a healthy weight for my size. So now like. You know, yeah, I'm I'm heavier than I was when I was a teenager, but I wasn't really necessarily where I should have been anyway. Like <laughs> when you're like 120, 130, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's not really what what is considered a healthy weight for for a guy my size. So yeah, you were pretty um, thin when I first mm-hmm. met you, like mm-hmm. over the internet. I've never let it be known, guys. I've never I've never physically met Mike in person in the whole time we've been doing this. But I'd love to see a concert. With you guys. Oh, yeah, that would be tw- that'd be really cool. And you know what? I actually haven't seen a concert yet. I haven't seen a band oh live. Oh, my God, that is insane, Mike. So, you know, if it turns out that you guys are the first, that'd be pretty special. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot planned for my birthday. I might go see a movie with a friend of mine. You know, I already got pretty much everything I, I could have possibly wanted for my birthday already. Um, and it's not even my birthday yet. This is kind of how that works. Well, that's cool. Happy, um, you know, not belated, but early birthday. <laughs> yeah, look, Josh has got another cookie, I guess. No, this time's a lifesaver because you know, gotta oh, okay. cancel out the cookie breath with He's the fresh a- lifesaver breath. Sorry, right. I, I realize that this is also. Probably um, distracting in some way. <laughs> Get us another one star review. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be reading those, by the way. <laughs> so stick around for the uh, more one star reviews because I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, yeah, you know, 
We haven't done one of those segments in like a long ass time. I'm sure there's a lot more one yeah, star. There's reviews. more one star reviews, and they're and they're probably going to be all the same sort of stuff. But yeah, it'll know still it be fun. It'll still be fun to read them. <laughs> so anyway, this um, week I'm digging up in the mine shaft of the um, bottom of the barrel here. Um, still scraping up some gems whenever we can find them of uh, unsolved mystery segments to talk mm-hmm. about. Oh, yeah, uh, that reminds me. I was at Walmart just not even an hour ago, and this old dude, I don't know, middle age or whatever, blue-collar-looking blue collar guy, starts grilling me about my fucking sleeve. And he, he he did get Robert Stack right. He's like, is he's, he's like that looks like Robert Stack. I was like, yeah, you're right. And we started talking about this, that, and the other, and he's like, well, you seem like a pretty intelligent person. Why? Why dye the hair? Because he's referring to my <laughs> my teal colored hair yeah, in, yeah. in the front of my head or whatever. Uh huh. And I, and this guy had these old ass tattoos on him. Not as much as me, like not a whole sleeve, yeah. but he had some faded. But shit. he didn't have the he didn't have the dyed hair. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I pointed to his tattoos. I said, "You see how you have your tattoos?" I was like, "It's a fashion choice." And he's like, oh, no, this is life and death. And he's pointing to each one of his wrists, and one has, like, a tombstone, and one has some other okay. shit. I was like, yeah, but that's still something you did that was a fashion choice. Like, this is... It's like, if you want me to break it down even more, it's like, why does your wife get her gray hair dyed whatever color, you know? Uh-huh. It's a fashion choice. It's it's a, it's it's a choice that he made for his body. And that's what you decide to do for your body. There's no, so. literally no difference. Just my thing that I'm doing is is more, um, I guess, extreme as far as like you don't see first that. appearances. Yeah, like you first appearances. You know, with the the colored hair. You know that that is something that that definitely does stand out more. But there are certain tattoos that stand out more too. So. And then he's like trying to relate to me, and he's like, "Yeah, well, it's like in the seventies when everyone was growing their hair out, and people didn't like it, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, well, you know, like he, it was literally like a stop, like stop and interrogate kind of thing. It felt uh-huh. like it was really annoying. Yeah. Like, I, I almost thought you were gonna say something that was connected to unsolved mysteries, like somebody recognized your unsolved mystery shirt or something. Well, no, he recognized the Robert. Stack he recognized tattoo. the Robert Stack yeah. tattoo. So I guess there's something that's loosely, a loose connection. Loose there. connection to the podcast. That that's probably another reason why a lot of these one star reviews exist. You know, there a lot of people are tired of the loose connections. Well, they can <laughs> they can uh, tightly disconnect from listening to this podcast <laughs> if they have a loose connection. Um. So yeah, uh, Josh was digging around in uh, the mine shafts and uh, thought he had some gems. Uh, thought as I did. Usual. I pulled them up, and Mike's like. No, we already no. Sold. That's cubic zirconia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not real. But We've already covered that. Case. I had some backups. So I was like, "Well, what about these, boss?" And Mike's like, "Yeah, yeah. that'll do, kid." Yes, yeah, so that'll do. So one of those cases that that uh, Josh uh, dug up is the case of Janice and Alyssa Owen, and this is a case from I think it was season eleven or twelve. Like it was one of the later seasons. Definitely later on, yeah. I mean, even by the vehicles used in the reenactments and all yeah. that, you could tell. Oh, that 
the girls' backpack in the reenactment, the uh, Powerpuff Girls were on the backpack. Okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, uh, 43-year-old nurse's aide Janice Owen was a widow and a hardworking mother of two. <clears throat> on Monday, February 12, 2002, at the Riverdale Care Center in Boonville, Missouri, she finished her shift at her usual time at 2.15 p.m. She then headed for home, which was just a half a block away. About an hour later, her eight-year-old daughter, Alyssa, was heading home from school on the bus. She was described as a well-liked girl who got along with everyone and had a sunny disposition. She rode alone on the bus that day because her older brother had been dropped off earlier at the babysitter's house. The bus driver was the last person to see her. She walked into her house as uh, he drove away. Later that night, at around 5 p.m., Janice's mother arrived at their home. Neither one was there. Strangely, Alyssa's coat and backpack were on the couch. She wrote a note to them saying that she had come to visit at around 5.45 p.m. Now, speaking of all these like uh, uh, times, the segment actually would have like the times show up on, on the bottom of, of the screen like numerous times throughout the segment, and they, they would tie it together with the typewriter effect. <laughs> Mike, that's, that's called in uh in movie lingo that's called the lower third okay in the lower third they have uh, yeah. they have the typed out effect of the yeah. time like uh like probably the crime drama shows we were starting to do around that time because they were getting popular they were getting good the good Didn't law and order always have that sound effect i feel like they probably did i i never really watched the show to yeah be i probably had like the time and the day to dun dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah they would have the the time show up on you know the third of the screen and then but they didn't know, they, they didn't stink it up as much as the farina episodes did no not at all not even close that was like that's like a fucking drop of water in the ocean compared oh, to yeah. what the uh Farina, what the the mockery and the blasphemy <laughs> that the farina episodes did to the show with exactly. all that extraneous bullshit anyway yep. i don't want to get into a whole <laughs> uh hatred i but I, yeah. I can't believe i can't believe on the on the film rise or the unsolved mysteries youtube channel i think it is i can't believe they'd have both versions of the show they got the farina version they got the original uh-huh. who the fuck is watching the farina version when they well, have I mean, access they're getting views so are they? I, I I'd, I'd yeah, like to look they at are. that. I don't. I don't. I don't blame this. You know, film rise for doing that. But you know, I just is like, what it is. I just want to know who these people are. I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> like who are these people? Maybe that, maybe they're they're nostalgic for the Dennis Farina episodes. They that, grew up with those. It was on for. It was on for such. A, well, okay. It was on for a short period of time, as far as like it being a That's new spike. show. But they did uh, syndicate the fuck out of it, though. I will say mm-hmm. that. So it, it kind of was on for a long time, if you count yeah. syndication. So at around 5.45 p.m., a neighbor reported unusual activity around there. She noticed two cars parked outside. She also noticed a woman and a younger man standing on the porch. The man was wearing a red baseball cap. She did not recognize them. Now, the man with the red baseball cap, I don't know why the the way that they dressed this actor up and just the the way that they presented it just cracked me up. It looked like it was you know what you you see like in a movie with like a whole group of kids 
And it's like, just like, you know, one of the kids is like an extra or whatever, the background, yeah. and they just dress them up, you know, in, in what is considered to be like the most fashionable clothes. I wouldn't say it's the most fashionable. I would say it's the most ca- like street casual. Street casual. That, Gener- that's a good way to generic, put it. Yeah, generic. Street casual, like what any person uh-huh. could could fees- conceivably yeah. wear that's not too specific. So it's like a untucked button down blue shirt blue jeans uh red baseball cap i think i think i think he had a jacket on too at one point he might have but um yeah but that's what that's what i'm saying like it just looked like something that the prop you know, department was just like all right yeah this we, we, we need to make you look as generic as possible so well it wasn't just that it was it looked like the kind of shit you would see a kid wear yeah that's my thing yeah you know you got this grown ass man with this fucking generic red baseball cap and you know the 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 I mean, uh, you, generic clothes and whatever you throw but, a fucking like batman backpack on him and he he's a spitting image for like a third grader <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh so he's wearing a red baseball cap she did not recognize him uh, about 15 minutes later, the neighbor saw a white four-door uh, car parked on the wrong side of the street with a suspicious man next to it. Uh, she felt something was wrong. The neighbor's intuition was right. Janice and Alyssa had apparently vanished into thin air. What happened that afternoon became the topic of great speculation. Authorities were completely puzzled and had no clues in this case. Then the next morning, a discovery was made in Fayette, uh, uh, just 12 miles north of Boonville. Sawmill workers spotted something on the side of the road that they first thought was a mannequin. Tragically, it turned out to be Alyssa's body. Now, I get it. They they have a lower budget to work with, so maybe uh, their budget for um, dead body props is not as high as it might have been in the past, or they can't really have, have an actor do that. So, like... <laughs> I find it could, it's just kind of one of those things where you have somebody mention that it, they thought it was a mannequin and then they cut to it and it looks like it looks like a mannequin with like a wig on. Mike it's just Mike's way of just subtly admitting to the audience that he's seen a dead body before. So he knows what it looks no, like. No, no. It's just like one of those things that we've seen, you know, crime scene photos and stuff like that. Mike like, was the body dead by your hands. Yes or no. <laughs> Of course, uh, what, you know. Uh, you, 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 you don't want an attorney all of a sudden? What, you don't want to talk? What, what? Yeah, clammed up there? You want to plead you know the fifth? I've never seen, you know I've never seen an actual I don't know. Movie. I don't know that for sure. I don't even know you, Mike. In fact, now that now that I'm thinking about it all these years, if I was inve- interrogated uh, on some case that you were being charged with, I I, 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 I would just be honest with the, the uh, in- investigator. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I don't really know this guy. This um, is funny because you've done this bit before. Well, whatever. It was a good, it was a good <laughs> bit then, and it's a good bit now. I don't really know this guy. Uh, he does. A, um, he's a very obsessive. He collects like he's got like a mountain of VHS tapes in his room. Very much uh, trophy esque kind of behavior. You know, similar to a. Anyway, you didn't like the uh, the prop dead body. Yeah, it was just it, it. It was just one of those things where I, I just thought it was inter- interesting juxtaposition where they said it looked like a mannequin, and then it literally does look like a mannequin. Uh, tragically, it turned out to be Lissa's body. She had died of suffocation. 
Uh, when police went to give the horrible news to Janice, she was nowhere to be found. She soon then became the prime suspect in Alyssa's murder, which I find that kind of crazy. It's like, okay, she's disappeared. But, you know, there's another possibility as to why she disappeared other like, than maybe, her just maybe being let's, a prime suspect. Maybe let's find her first before we start accusing her of killing her daughter. Yeah. It's like immediately, it's like, oh, she disappeared too at the same time. So she's got to be the prime suspect. Uh, but authorities, they could not figure out a motive for Janice killing her. And according to her family and friends, she loved her very much. Authorities wonder if the woman seen in the porch was Janice. The neighbor was not sure because she didn't know her very well. After questioning her other neighbors, they uh, found out, out that an older model dark colored pickup truck was seen near the Owen home on Monday afternoon. An employee of a local waste disposal company came forward and described seeing a similar one Tuesday morning just up the road from where Alyssa would be found a few minutes later. Although he did not see what was in its bed, he is now certain that her body was in there. He was also certain that she was not lying on the side of the road when he drove by 20 minutes before he saw the truck. And also in the reenactment, it shows that the guy in the truck was the guy with the red hat. Yeah. And he's making a very, uh, I'm a bad guy face. Yeah, very, very suspicious, like, turn and look to the guy the, you know, as he's driving away. The, um, I may have done it, I may not have, but you can tell I'm definitely not friendly, because look at this mug, and I'm not even waving back at you. Mm-hmm. That was some. That was some. Even though he looks like Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, I know this guy is not. This guy does not look intimidating at all. But no, that was some good direction on the. Uh, yeah. On the stage there for that 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 mm-hmm. taping. You mean on the set? On the set, yeah, whatever. Yeah, there was no stage. All the world's they, a stage, Mike. They, they, well, I'm not I mean, technically, technically they probably staged this the shots a certain way. So you're kind of right. So, uh, yeah, he saw the guy in the red hat in the truck. Uh, He's certain that she was not lying on the side of the road when he drove by 20 minutes before he saw the truck. Authorities believe that that it was the same one seen by the Owen home the day before. Detectives continued to search for clues in Janice. But uh, on March 27th, six weeks after Alyssa was found, Janice's body was found in a creek bed, 12 miles from where Alyssa's was discovered. An autopsy determined that she had also been suffocated at around the same time Alyssa was killed. Authorities still don't know why Alyssa's body was placed in a well-traveled and easily seen spot on the road, while Janice's was hidden in a creek bed 12 miles away. Authorities have plenty of theories in this case, but no suspects. This is definitely a really tragic case. Yeah. I mean, it's not just an instance of, you know, a, a kid or a daughter, you know, being murdered and found dead. The mom was also killed. And and murdered around the exact same time. Yeah, it's like what sick individual could like choke out a kid, you know? I mean that's Yeah. The epitome of like soullessness. For sure. And I, I it might be one of those things where they did it at the same time. They choked out the kid and the mom. At the exact same time. So, initially, authorities suspected that Janice's fiancé may have been responsible for the murders. However, he was cleared after his alibi was proven. Janice had also talked to men online. However, they were also cleared of any involvement. Uh, The prime suspects in this case are the unidentified man and woman seen on the porch of the Owen home on the day of the murders. The man was white, and he was wearing a red baseball cap and appeared to be younger than the woman with him. They have never been located. 
An older model dark-colored pickup truck was seen near the Owen home on the day of the disappearances. It was also seen near the site where Alyssa's body was later found. Authorities believe that killers are local and are familiar with the back roads and uh, from the dumping sites. Uh, This was actually solved. Oh, shit. Uh, In June of 2002, shortly after the story was completed, authorities received a major break in this case. A tipster contacted police claiming that Janice's co-worker, 25-year-old Angela M. Mize, had information about her murder. When questioned by police, Angela claimed that her husband, 18-year-old Eric D. Mize, I mean, Demise, Jesus. I know, right? Uh, f- f- poetic. <laughs> Definitely. Eric Demise, he had uh, killed uh, Janice and Alyssa. Caused their demises. Uh, she initially claimed that she only witnessed the murders. However, she eventually admitted her, her involvement in them. They were both arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. When authorities searched their home, they found items that belonged to Alyssa, including a button missing from her dress and the buckles from her shoes. Authorities now believe that they were the couple seen at the Owen home. Shockingly, they admitted that they killed Alyssa for sexual gratification and then Janice because she was a witness to the crime. Both pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder and were sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. God, yeah, throw away the key on those sick fuckers. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Sexual gratification, Jesus Christ. Ugh. Man, so so, it's so they ho- killed the girl just to get off. God, man, it's so hard to like accept the fact that there are people that like roam around in our society that are are that have these proclivities, and yeah. you know, they sometimes act out on them, and stuff like this happens, and it's just it's like so hard to believe that like. Like really? Like these people really exist? Is is it that hard for them to, you know, to to orgasm that they have to, you know, do this kind of sick shit? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, like you know, <laughs> I I I I understand a, a lot of kinks, you know, I, I do, yeah, or I understand, no. or, or I understand the concept of. I might not be into it, but I understand like the concept of it or whatever. But um, yeah, this is murdering a young girl. All that, <laughs> all that, like when you get to the point of like essentially needing to make your own snuff film to get off, then I think that's about the time you need to either lob off your genitals or or, or go go seek some uh, professional yeah. help. Yeah, as soon as those thoughts creep into your head, like oh shit, I sh- I need to go to therapy like immediately. <laughs> Or admit myself into a uh, institution if I could find one, which, you know, sadly, in in uh, in the United States, it's becoming more and more difficult to find. They'd be like, "Sure, that will be three thousand dollars." Uh huh. If you can find an institution, uh, it was also documented on the Nightmare Next Door. Series. Oh, that was a, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. I really liked that show a lot. One of the many quality shows that uh, came on Investigation Discovery yeah. Channel. All right, we moving on. So yeah, I don't have much to say about this case other than it was just another thrill kill. That's what it sounds like. It was just a different kind of thrill that they were looking for. And then there's the brother who doesn't have a mom or a sister anymore. Mm-hmm. 
God bless him. Yep. So uh, the next uh, case is uh, one that I, I actually bookmarked uh, like a couple years ago, actually. Not going to lie, this guy looks kind of friendly in his mugshot. R- uh, what, Roberto Ramirez? Yeah, he looks like a friendly neighborhood Hispanic guy. Yeah. Big old thick mustache. Yeah. Just kindly eyes. He sure wasn't friendly to the police. No. Now, uh, uh, as you haven't, uh, if you haven't guessed yet, it's this case is uh, about Roberto Ramirez. Yes. Acting on a tip in February of 1989, detectives in Oakland, California, staked out a liquor store parking lot. They watched as a suspected drug dealer named Roberto Ramirez conducted a sale. Now, I could be an annoying white guy and do uh, do it like this. They watched as a suspected drug dealer named Roberto Ramirez conducted a sale. No, I, no, I hate it. I no. hate when white people do that. God, it bothers me so much. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't understand what, what you said before, but when you said in that Hispanic accent, now I get it. Yes, he was, uh, he hailed from Nicaragua. And And then he went to Venezuela, Honduras. No. Um, So I I think that's honestly a consequence of like Spanish in high school, probably. I don't know. Some of some of those, you know. So I I find myself doing that unwittingly if ever I'm reading something in like a German city comes up or a German word Uh or something, I'll I'll, uh, I'll kind of lean into the German pronunciation of it because, you know, like, I don't know, I just... Well, you can can speak German, but I'm pretty sure there are other Germans that would probably find that annoying too in a different way. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so the German word for Arizona, Arizona, uh, if, if I'm listening to a German newscast and they they say, you know, Arizona, I'm, I'm not going to know that they meant Arizona because it sounds so, sounds mm-hmm. di- different enough to where it, you, it would cause yeah. confusion. Anyway, I'm getting way off here and that's my fault. Um, <laughs> so Ramirez was no ordinary drug dealer. He distributed cocaine from Oakland to Los Angeles. According to former Oakland police detective Clint Ohala, word on the street was that Ramirez would do absolutely anything for money. Quote, he would often deal out of his house, but most often he'd meet people at different locations. And this is this is really what um, makes this case stand out for me personally. Uh He'd often have his two small children, grammar school age, carry the cocaine in backpacks and bring it to the buyers that way. (laughs) Now. Uh, if this guy doesn't win Father of the Year, I don't know. I don't know who. Will. That's just crazy. That's also putting a lot your kids of like faith in in your fellow drug dealers or your drug consumers n- and consumers to not take advantage of the fact that there's just these small kids carrying the cocaine. Like, I mean, in all honesty, like, what would prevent someone to be like? You're just like a you're just a five year old. Give me that fucking cocaine. Get out of here. <laughs> Not yeah, paying you like, anything. <laughs> they're literally drug mules, like little drug mules. Yeah. So days later, after obtaining a search warrant, police converged on the Ramirez home. Oakland and Fairfield officers were in on the raid. No one knew what to expect from Ramirez. 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 Blue. 
Mark Burrell was part of the Oakland police team. My assignment was to pry open the iron gate on the front door. The safest entry that we make is a quick entry. It gives the people inside less time to prepare, and normally we catch them in surprise mode. Now, to me, the biggest standout with this segment is not even the the kids being drug mules. It's just the reenactment of the raid. Like, that was so well done, well shot, and edited, and just put together... That that was the biggest standout to me. Yeah, so. I agree. I thought I thought you were about to go in the other direction. I was about to pounce on you like a mongoose and be like, "What? That was a good reenactment, Mike." Well, I'm glad you agree. Um, Detective Mark Smith of the Fairfield Police Department. Uh, my position was to cross in front of the house, and I would cover the window and the side of the house to catch anybody trying to flee or any attack coming through the front window. At 1.42 a.m., the raid came down. As the authorities pried open the iron gate and kicked in the door, Ramirez suddenly appeared out a side window and began shooting. This part in particular, like, this is this is genuinely scary, in all honesty. Too off- because of the way that it was shot, you know, with the lighting, yeah. and, the, and then the music as well, and just the way that it's edited. Because it does seem like he just literally just appears out of nowhere. And yeah, just started shooting. Caught him off guard. Caught him off guard, for sure. Two officers were hit, severely injured. Detective Smith was dragged from the land, or the, the line of fire. The land of fire. The land of fire. <laughs> he was dragged from the land of fire. He was on something, boy. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't coffee and donuts. It was something else. He saw fire. <laughs> um, Officer Burrell took refuge under Ramirez's window. Burrell said that, when the shooting stopped, he was helped by other officers to a patrol car. I took a physical check of myself. My legs worked. I was thinking clear. My left arm didn't work. My shoulder was numb. But the other officer wasn't so lucky. D- Detective Smith was bleeding and had to be quickly evacuated to a waiting ambulance. Yeah, he was bleeding profusely. Using a bullhorn, the police urged Ramirez to surrender, but he stayed put. And they also... Did a lot of uh, uh, the uh, speeches and a lot of the stuff when they were trying to like urge him to come out. They did a lot of it in Spanish. Abri, uh, uh, was it la potra, 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 potra? I used to know how to say it. Open the door. Abre el la potra, potra. Whatever in German, be often detour, often detour. Um. So yeah, he's, he's yeah, one of the Spanish-speaking cops is like you know saying all this Spanish shit to him on the bullhorn, and the police urged Ramirez to surrender, but he stayed put. Reinforcements arrived from eight other police departments until thirty heavily armed officers surrounded the house. I don't. I've never understood why the, there's ever a need to like use that much like firepower and muscle. To get out like one individual. Yeah, I mean one person, sure, but it also depends on the person. Maybe they thought he was just, you know, extremely. I mean, unless dangerous. unless like RoboCop or Terminator is in there, a T one thousand. Like, I don't see why you <laughs> need all that uh, firepower. Well, I mean, I think I think it's just one of those things to just. It's a cop thing, you know. Once the realization sets in that this guy was daring enough. And had enough balls to shoot cops. Cops are, they're going to, 
react in an extreme way. They're going to be like, oh, you're going to fucking shoot cops now? All right, let's get all the cops on the scene right now. You know, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, after a two-hour standoff, Ramirez finally came out hiding behind, literally... Like a fucking coward. Hiding behind his wife's skirt, who was eight months pregnant, and their children ages 10 and 6. According to Detective Ohala, it was a tense moment for everyone. He had already shot two of our police officers, and he had a lot of time to think about what he had done. Uh, anything can happen. You don't know what's going through their mind at that point. Thankfully, Robert uh, Roberto Ramirez surrendered peacefully. He was arrested on two counts of attempted murder, as well as a laundry list of drug and assault charges. Ramirez was released after posting bail of $1 million. So here's the thing, like, I don't understand why they even allow these type of drug dealers to even be able to post bail. A lot of times they don't allow him to. Especially like, oh, it's one million dollars. He's a fucking drug dealer. Like he'd probably be able to get that one million. Yeah, I mean, here's a guy who speaks Spanish, is definitely a flight risk, can easily hide in Mexico for in perpetuity. Mm. And they let him they let him go, you know. But um yeah, six months later, just before his trial, he and his wife packed up their children and disappeared. Oh, uh-huh. of course. They're still on the run. <laughs> Mark Bunnell eventually recovered from the shooting, but not completely. I was shot through the upper left arm. It severed the nerves in my left arm and left me with no feeling. Although I have strength and muscle flexibility in the arm, I just don't have any feeling in it. That's got to be so weird. Yeah, it would be annoying. Just how your arm is just dead. Like, you can move it. Like you, I mean, I wonder how much like having feeling in your hands or in your arm, like how does that, how much does that tie into you being able to like use that limb effectively? Well, yeah, pressure would probably be a big one, like a big uh-huh. help to know, like the you feel the pressure of yeah. something, the weight, like that is mm-hmm. something that uh, I, I imagine you would still detect. Mm-hmm. But if you were to rub your fingers across the surface of something, you would not feel any kind of textural anything. It would just be like your arm is asleep. Yeah. All the time. Oh, man. It's so crazy. I, like, slept on my arm, like, really bad a couple times. Uh-huh. And I woke up, and my arm, when I say it was like I had no feeling in it, like, that fucker was limp. And anytime I touched it, it felt like somebody. It felt like literally like somebody else's arm. Like Whoa. it was crazy, and, and like I was like shaking my limp fucking arm, not feeling it. I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh my god, what if it stays like this?" And then slowly, this warm yeah. feeling started shooting down my arm, and and you know, the tingling the ting- and everything. The tingling. That's all, that's that's the weirdest feeling. Yeah, and it, and the feeling yeah. eventually came back, but I'm like, good God, man. Because, like, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth had to have, like, major surgery because he, like, fell asleep in one of these, like, plastic chairs, like, in this certain way, uh, and his, uh-huh. arm, his arm was in a certain way, and it was like that for so long. It was like a nap or something, but, like, when he woke up, his shit was all fucked up, and he had to get all this surgery done on it and shit. It was crazy. So that's, that was probably in the back of your head, too. You're like, oh, God, yeah, I that was, be like Dave. Yeah, it was in the back of my head because I thought about that. And I was like, damn, I didn't I didn't know you could, like, just by, you know, pinching a nerve or whatever, like, yeah. you know, like in a certain way for a long enough period of time, it yeah. could do that kind of lasting damage. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, um, Detective Mark Smith's wounds were more serious. Quote, I remember muzzle flashes, and then my next memory was that it felt like I'd been hit with a baseball bat in the stomach. I can't remember or pronounce most of the things that it damaged, but it was most of my internal organs and the abdomen. I'm always going to have the scars and the pain. But it would give me some satisfaction if he was caught and if he was in jail serving his time and paying for what he was done. Do we have any updates on this? No. Um, the couple's daughter came forward in 2006. She agreed to be interviewed by investigators. She told them that her father had died in Mexico. This has not been proven, and the couple are still considered fugitives. Uh, well, if the dude was born in 57, uh, he'd be what, like uh, fucking 70-something now? Mm-hmm. And if he weighed at 5'6", he weighed 210 pounds, and that's that's pretty obese for someone that for a male that short so you know we're looking at heart disease and diabetes <laughs> pardon me <laughs> um yeah i think he probably died maybe died of natural causes i don't know i think yeah I think possible he, yeah it's a possibility that's for sure that son of a bitch! Yeah, I just couldn't believe they would have his fucking kid. I mean, what is it? How did his kids grow up? You know, what did they turn out to be? Like, you know, you gotta wonder. But, you know, you're. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't. He stopped doing drug dealing in Mexico. He just, in regular, normal life, got a job, you know, working in, uh, you know, nine to five or whatever. And once you get into the hustle, Mike, you can't just stop. You can't just get a real job anymore because, like Snoop Dogg once said, I could work at the Piggly Wiggly for $5 an hour, or I could go make a grand in a few hours on the streets. Uh Slinging that dope. It's hard to to go legit after that. Like uh, Carlito's Way, try to get out and then pull back in. Exactly. All right, so our next segment here is uh, we're going to be reading some one-star reviews of our podcast. Do you have a link for that? Um, I have. Uh, I'm going off of i the iPhone on um, uh-huh. like the iTunes reviews on my iPhone because I yeah. I can't pull it up on 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 the computer. That's weird. Or maybe I could, but I don't know how to. Yeah, that's all right. All right, let's see. Go to show. I'm going to show. Yeah, so. Believe it or not, folks, and by the way, we have an overall rating of 3.6 out of 5, so that's not horrible. That's a, that's a it's C, above average. It's a C plus. I think that's fair. I think that's fair uh, yes. for the quality of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Given the quality of this podcast, I think 3.6 is totally fair. We do have more five-star reviews than we do one-star. One Keep that in mind. By almost half. We have... Um, mm-hmm more than half uh as much five stars than one stars but the one stars i don't want i don't want you know it's not as inter- i love the five star reviews and i appreciate them but it's more entertaining let's face it to to hear what the one stars are yeah to hear what the you know what the haters have to say it's kind of similar to i just got to be honest a lot of people nowadays on youtube they they're more curious and more interested about drama they're yes. more interested in rants. They're more interested in videos trying to expose people for yes. the most trivial fucking shit. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I'll be 
you know, subscribe to, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be subscribed to a certain content creator and then I'll see a video from them, like explaining some drama or whatever. <laughs> and then I, I watch the video and I'm like, this is literally all that happened. And this is why this content creator is getting dragged and getting a, a, a million videos made about them talking about how bad of a person they are and I'm not gonna lie. Be I, I, I love those I love those drama videos I, I really yeah. do I really I'm do. not I'm not super as big on them because it's just so repetitive and, and on top of that well a lot yeah of the drama it, it can get is fucking bullshit it's nothing it's not even that that crazy it's like wow they're human they made a mistake well, I don't like, watch the ones that are that are basically about nothing. I I, I only yeah. I only hold out for the the big yeah. dogs. But that's the problem. A lot of these drama videos, uh, things are exaggerated. To the point of like just if it's if it's those ones where it's like like these uh, you know big like these Gen Z influencers, like oh my god, the down the rise and fall of Aiden Ross. Like I could give yeah. a flying fuck about those people. Yeah, but if it's about like people i actually like doug walker or, or like james okay. rolf like i'm always yeah. down for a good drama video about uh-huh. them but um it's some yacht like like someone who's like 15 years younger than me and they like farted at a walmart or something <laughs> and and somebody recorded them doing that and now there's a bunch of videos on it's like i don't i don't care about that but yeah, yeah, so. yeah, a lot of it is just people's personal lives are exposed for the entire internet, and I don't necessarily feel that's necessarily a good thing. Well, because it becomes this expectation from a lot of people on social media that content creators they should be perfect, they shouldn't have flaws, they shouldn't make mistakes, and if they do make mistakes, they get punished for it on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, you essentially become whatever your that your whatever the drama was that blew up. That's what mm-hmm. you. That's what you are. You that is mm-hmm. your your hair shirt at this point. To yeah. I I just threw out the archaic term hair shirt just for any uh, b- uh, word files wordo files out there. It's funny I would know hair shirt, but I wouldn't know the word for someone who is really into words. Um, <laughs> Wordophile. <laughs> I know it's not bibliophile. That's someone who likes to read. Anyway, yeah. before anybody makes an, a, a video exposing us, we thought, what what better way than to, for us to expose ourselves to you? So we yeah, we'll just we'll just do it. We'll, so we'll just, we'll me just and do Mike you a favor are going and... to expose ourselves to you right now, <laughs> and we hope you like what what we show you when we expose ourselves. This just reminds me of that scene in, in Ghostbusters 2. Do you remember? I've, You've seen Ghostbusters 2, No, right? I've only seen... I've barely seen the first one. Oh, okay. Of course he hasn't. I've seen... But there's a whole whole you know, scene there's, where... We've already had this discussion. You you like the yeah. big Hollywood blockbuster kind of... I'm more of an art house, you know... Hey, I don't mind some of those movies, too. But, yeah, but that's yeah. like my bread and butter. Like, the, mm. the big budget kind of mainstream things i don't really i don't really care for i just don't yeah anyway our first one here i'm gonna read your username because you had the bulls to write it so i'm gonna uh have the bulls to say your username this is mr s reaver e-s-r-e-v-e-r uh the title of this review is lack of talent 
I'm not going to argue with that. These two looky-loos are lazy, don't research anything, and they are so racist. Oh, shit. However... Looky-loos? Racist. That's a a dead term. I mean, this guy's clearly... Whoever uses that. This guy's clearly over the age of 60. Um, (laughs) They are so racist, however, they are so stupid, they don't know they're racist. Well, that's good. That's good that I'm too dumb to know that I'm being racist. I don't don't know how... Well, is it racist, though, if you don't have hatred in your heart? Because if I'm too dumb to know that I'm being racist, then that... Also, I'm like, how are we being racist? See, um, that's the other thing. I'm sure it's something I said or did. I'm sure you have nothing, no part. To, I'm yeah, I don't no, think I've ever said anything that, as far as I know, that that could be considered, you know, along those lines. I had already started doing YouTube before I had done this podcast when we first started doing it. Yeah. So my butthole was already a little bit clenched whenever it came to doing this podcast from from episode one until now. (laughs) And there's a reason why edits are made. There's a reason why things get taken out that it's like, yeah, maybe that's a little too spicy for the general. I've been doing that the whole time. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, Mike has to tell me, hey, you should probably take that out when you said that one thing. But regardless, it it gets taken out. So yeah. Um, not to say that I'm just going on some racial tirade, you know. And he's like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going all Terry Bulimia over here with my uh, racial epithets. Um, go. Uh, then he finishes by saying, "Go smoke another blunt, guys, and pretend you know something." <laughs> uh, well, he, he doesn't know shit about us because uh, no. neither one of us partake in in the no. uh, devil's lettuce. Uh, not at all. This one is uh, from GNX Gypsy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that's the title of this one. <laughs> hey, I could I could sum up your your uh, your review in the same way. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, sh- this person says, I can't believe the garbage. Some people vomit forth as interesting. Uh, I like how she used the the term vomit forth as though she is uh, some kind of like literary scholar. I cannot yeah. believe the garbage some people vomit forth is as interesting. <laughs> Listening to this regurgitation is torture. Some, it's vomitous. Some dorks <laughs> just like to hear themselves talk. Makes them feel important, I suppose. Um, I mean... I don't know. Me, me and Mike just get on these long thoughts, uh, these long tangents of uh, word vomit, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of all that is. It's not really the, me liking the sound of my own voice or anything like that. I have to hear the sound of my own voice every time I edit these fucking things. <laughs> quite frankly, I find my voice quite annoying, but I'm told that uh, it's nice. So yeah. fuck yeah. you, GNX Gypsy. <laughs> Why don't you go to find another town to reside in, and then stay there for a little while, and then go to another town? Because I guess that's what gypsies do. I don't know. Uh, uh, what are you doing for, man? Come on. <laughs> Maybe I am racist. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think gypsies are a race. I could be wrong about that. Uh, see, okay, see, that's where the too dumb to be racist part comes in. <laughs> I don't understand. What am I looky looing at, though? That's what. I, that's yeah, one I don't yeah, that one is like looky loo. Anyway, um, oh, okay. We um, we have a a, a high profile one here. 
This one is from Made Me Want to Hurl, <laughs> and the and the title is Gross Comments. Okay, so uh, uh, as, what, what is this? What is is this review being made by Garth <laughs> from Wayne's World? No, but it's made from as the niece of one of the murdered people that was discussed on this show. Oh. I find some of the comments made about my family member disgusting. I understand that everyone is entitled to their own opinion and free speech is the cornerstone of our society, but debating whether or not a murdered person was attractive is completely repulsive. Josh. <laughs> that would be a me thing. <laughs> that would be a Josh thing. I don't remember doing it, but I'm not going to say I didn't do it. Yeah, early, you know, in like the first couple years of our podcast, you know, that's something that, that you know, and we, a fair amount of times. We apparently um, made comments about the said person's intelligence. Um, oh. And then she, or this person, I don't know what if, what their gender is, they go, you get one star for calling her murderer a pig. Have some. Well, res- what is the problem with that? Like, if somebody murdered somebody, like, calling them a pig is, like, not really that bad compared to what we could have called the murderer. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, it, the murderer, you're, I'm assuming you mean the murderer of your loved one. What, what do you want me to be respectful to, I know, to exactly. the person who murdered your loved one? Did, did you want me to call him a gentleman and a scholar? The gentleman who <laughs> murdered your loved one is yeah. a pig. Um, have some respect for the deceased. All right. I, I will start doing that from now on. Well, I, he already kind of has. I haven't heard him like, talk I, about, oh, I, so-and-so I was hot. Zero, I had zero respect for dead people before that comment, but now, from here on out, I think I will actually start to try to have some respect for the deceased. For this one, we got a two-star, so that's like a D, meaning there's some hope yet for us. This is from Cyclep. Oh, and I love I love when they start out with this. I don't like leaving negative reviews, but, uh-huh. I, but I felt compelled to say something here in hopes the show creators take the criticism to heart and make some changes for the betterment of yeah, the show. The constructive criticism. The constructive criticism review. Yeah. The the backhanded uh, yeah. compliment, or not compliment. And usually this is from the same individual that all they do is post negative comments. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) When the content is centered on the subject matter, the show is fairly good. However, many of us don't need to spend an inordinate amount of time on Josh's band (laughs) or Mike's (laughs) employment. Oh, buddy, boy, do I know the amount of people who do not give two fucks about my band, Cyclep. Don't worry, I'm already Uh well aware I feel the same way about, you know, my job. <laughs> my Spotify numbers tell me that every day. He says, or they say, I came for the proposed content, but I left because of tangential material that had nothing to do with the premise of the series. Oh, fair. Good, yeah. ho- good hosts might mention stuff like that in passing when it bears relevance to what's being discussed. Sadly, that's not what happens here. I wish them luck, but I can't bear to continue. See, I was pretty much with you until you said, I can't bear to continue. yeah. yeah. Like, we're just, like, holding you at gunpoint. We're unbearable. We're holding you by... We got you tied up in a chair in a basement with, like, just playing our episodes over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) So, Cyclep, do you really want to live? Well, you're going to have to listen to 16 hours of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. 
You're going to have no to find breaks. <laughs> no breaks. All of Mike's ums and all of Josh's likes. And you're going to have to find one nice thing to say after those 16 hours. If you can't, there is a poisonous toxin in your blood that will kill you. Your choice, Mr. Cyclop. Anyway, that's I was trying to do the saw motif there. Yeah. This one is from FHS 2014. It just says, boring, one star. Tried to give it a listen, but it's very boring. All I right. can say the same about your critique. Yeah, your review, your critique was pretty boring, too, but it was <laughs> succinct, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Mia Mama 3019 Not the reason I'm wi- listening is the name of this. Actually, I'm not listening. I tried this podcast with high hopes, but fast-forwarding and fast-forwarding to try to get past the personal chit-chat was fruitless, and I gave up. With all due respect, guys, I'm not interested in your family's history of reaction to fly shots. I don't know what that means. Fly shots? Fly shots. What? Flu, flu shots, maybe, is what flu she meant to say. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know the people who listen to this probably have these same kind of like, like, uh, like, like what she said and what these people are saying. Probably uh-huh. annoy, they probably maybe on some level annoy our, our regular listeners, but yeah, I think I think they um, are invested in us enough to where like they actually. I mean, God knows the amount of times we've heard. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when I was probably talking about that, I was probably you know uh, discussing some serious fucking side effects that I was dealing with because of the shot. So I don't know. The brother man. <laughs> oh shit. I think this is my friend Brian oh, from shit. back in high school. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Josh. It's spelled B-R-U-D-D-E-R, and and that used to be his nickname because his T, his, he can't say T-H. He says, he says D instead of T-H, so it's all, like, it's all his oh. brother, mother, fodder, anything with a T-H sound, Ooh. he says, like, a D sound. So his nickname was brother in, uh, high school and okay this is gonna be the one like oh he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> not only did did uh what which brian goes by brie now because um she has had he has had a sex change uh okay. or she he now identifies as she and now she there's nothing is wrong brie. with that yeah i'm just i don't want to like uh-huh. keep, keep dead naming my uh I don't even know if we're friends at this point. I get, I, you know, I I have not spoken to this individual in quite a while. I know uh-huh. we were we were best friends for a while there, and then we just kind of lost touch. Uh-huh. But um, they go on to say that's pretty much all of my high school friends. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, he, she moved to another to a, a bunch of different cities, and we lost touch. It's t- typical thing, but they title it amateurs. Mm-mm. And they go on to say hosts are uninformed and egotistical. All right, Bree, <laughs> you could have. Uh, I don't know. Said, "Hey, Josh, I've been listening to your podcast, and I'd like to offer some critiques, but that's fine. You can—it's a passive-aggressive move, quite frankly, because you—you—you <laughs> you named yourself something that you knew that I would know that it was specifically you." And you're going to say that. Uh, okay. All right. All right, Bree. I don't necessarily have the proof. I'm pretty sure. You're pretty, I mean, but you're that pretty is sure. Very, that's a very specific mm-hmm. nickname that uh, I used to call 
Yeah. That person back in the day. Mm-hmm. This one's from Frogger207. Wake me up, dot, dot, dot. Before, Before you go, you go, go. go. <laughs> uh, wake me up when the hosts are finished talking about themselves. I get so tired of these men prattling on about very little. I completely lose, not lose, lose interest before they get to their topic, if there is one. Bye, guys. Well, at least he was kind and, and, and a little respectful at the end. He didn't call us egotistical and amateurs, but, I mean, he get kind of is inferring that we're amateurs. So yeah, but, he, but you know, he's like, bye. Well, here's a five-star one just to give us a little bit of uh, salve for our wounds here. <laughs> oh, it was enjoyable. Oh, this is Preston in Arizona, by the way. Uh-huh. Josh and Mike do a great job retelling and discussing classic mysteries in a re- relaxed, sometimes humorous, and always entertaining manner. Love the banter. One of my favorite podcasts. Nice work, guys. Oh, thank you. But then you get to G43EDC. Blah, blah, blah. One star. 30 minutes in and still not on the subject. Curse, curse. Couldn't listen. Again, with the, like, oh, they swear too much. CFC supporter, they ramble too much. The uh-huh. ban- the banter is exhausting 99% of the time. Just get to the mystery. You see, if we just went to the mystery, though, like it, we would be like every other generic true crime podcast. So, I, I, I mean, we're, we're trying, though. We are making an adjustment. We have started, um, we have definitely started uh, editing out, or I have started editing out a lot of the chit-chat at the beginning of the And I'm totally fine with that. You save it till the end for, you know. Yeah, I'll throw it on the end for anyone who listens past the end theme song. If you keep listening, it'll, you know, beep, cut cut in the audio from the beginning. So, um, you know, a lot of these one-star reviews, I, I swear, I think a lot of people just listen to, like, one podcast. They, and then just a lot of these, in all fairness, are from about... podcast based on that. These are from about two, one to two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, that was before I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And that definitely was uh, during a time when, um, when I was not doing that, and however yeah. long the intro was. Unless we got really off topic, I would just pretty much, like, leave it alone, but now I... I will, um, and honestly, when it comes to the um, just talking for long periods of time, Mike, you take the trophy on that one. I know I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's oftentimes it's you're you're the one who I have to like be like, okay, we got to edit this and throw it to the back of the. the bus. I know, I know, one hundred percent. That's just how my brain works. I just get on a you hey, know, train man, of thought, the, the, and then it uh, just keeps going all the way until it's not- Run out of steam. I've actually <laughs> been around a lot of people lately with uh, the autism spectrum disorder, or whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it these days, and 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 you guys all uh, display very similar character traits, and it's yeah. it's funny because it's like, oh wow, like Mike is a lot like this, and it's like it's just kind of a nature of of having that uh, yeah. the neurodivergent brain, if you will. Um, takes way too long to get to the point. Okay, whatever. Let me see if there's something here. <laughs> William like- twelve thirteen unprofessional. This is the worst true crime style podcast. What is this? The talking over <laughs> each other and not letting their points come out all the way. Not good. To a lot uh, of these people, I, I issue a challenge: make your own true crime podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they're all pretty much saying the same things. 
then we got some five stars. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't deserve this podcast. Thanks, boys. Love the chit chat. Love the rant. Promote the band. Makes me smile because this is your podcast. You're on to see who you are. It's why I listen. I travel a lot and I have to run off the road laughing so hard sometimes that you guys with your banter <laughs> favorite favorite episodes and timely comebacks thanks for keeping it real that's great yeah that's nice. see that's the kind of stuff that keeps you going like even if you don't get like a million plays you know you're not we're not the one of the most popular podcasts out there but you know there there are certain people listening you know where our podcast can you know cheer them up or help them get through you know rough time or uh you know get them in a better place and you know that that's very humbling and then i think that's a big reason you know why josh and i keep doing this is you know for you guys uh despite how many one star reviews we might get there's even someone like attacking uh, there's a five star here that's attacking the attackers they said the title of this is stop attacking UUM exclamation point exclamation <laughs> point come for the unsolved mystery stay for the possum and toe banter yeah it's like <laughs> leave leave the UUM alone <laughs> uh, here's one here's a one star that's a little more specific that's not okay. just like you know they suck uh well there's actually two of them oh uh, Double posting. Wasted energy. The podcast wherein two dis- disrespectful guys who think they are funny talk about unexplained mysteries and cl- completely disregard the fact that in many cases they are talking about actual humans. It seems like these insensitive, compassionless guys just want to record themselves to that they can hear their own voices. I came to all these conclusions after listening to them talk about the Adam Hecht case. They completely missed the point of most of what was going on in Adam Hecht's life at the time of his death because they were blinded by overwhelming anger at the financial status of Hecht, possibly due to their their own insecurities. Both of these guys might want to think of taking the time and energy that they spend each week to make this podcast and use it instead to become better human beings. Wow, going going really below the belt there. Adam Hecht was the the rich kid who befriended the homeless guy and went missing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I understand, you know, why some people are upset that about, uh, you know, at us kind of punching Bl- blinded down. by our overwhelming anger though. I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand no that overwhelming anger. I don't remember us being like that pissed off like, and fuck upset. You, you, you yuppie asshole, you know, like there yeah, was, I don't, I don't think any that. of that. Then we got one, another one here, who's apparently family member we disparaged. Oh, um, no. I listened to an episode about a family member that went missing about 20 years ago, and they were horribly disrespectful and judgmental towards her. I came to learn a little more and see what I could find out, but the first 20 minutes consisted of disparaging her because of her name and lifestyle. What was her name? Granted, yeah. granted she very well could have gone down a bad path before she disappeared, but that is no reason to talk about someone who is missing in a negative way because their name and speculating on their possible. She must have had a name like Susie Glasscock or something because <laughs> that's the only reason I would say anything disparaging about. And yeah, her. it must have been Josh again. Like, like yeah, I don't... Sounds, sounds like a me thing again. <laughs> it's unfortunate. You know, I don't know. I might have piggybacked off of you because that's happened in the past. But th- this is all like 
this is all, in my opinion, kind of proof about how we actually have evolved and we have changed our ways in, in some aspects, not in all ways, because, you know, we still are who we are and, you know, we're still human and we still make mistakes and so on and so forth. But I, I don't think we're like trying to be as edgy, you know. As we might have been. No, we've definitely we've definitely improved. I think. Um, yeah, we're not we're not going for low hanging fruit as much. Here's it's- a here's a four star one. When I first downloaded this show, I didn't know what to think. Josh, you annoyed me. Mike, you were dorky as hell to me. But you both, <laughs> but you both grew on me, and now I can't wait for the next episode to drop. Keep up the good work and stay yourselves. Hey, slow burn. I'll take it. Yeah, I am a fucking annoying, and I am a dork. this is uh, is the last one i'll read it's the last one star good podcast but and he gave it a one star so let's see how this went from a good podcast to a one star only reason i didn't give it a five star is because i wasn't a fan of the rebranding oh this is a four-year-old review now the podcast has been out for like almost seven years now I know they had no choice but i thought the new name of the podcast should have been something unsolved mysteries related for that reason, I lost interest in the podcast back in late 2016. Wow. wow. It just wasn't as pure as it was in the beginning. My OCD got in the way, I guess. Ha ha. I still listen from time to time, and they do a good job. But I don't know, man. The new logo and name just ruined it for me, as silly as that sounds. That just goes <laughs> to show you, they'll always be that customer that, like, if you have a store, and, and or, like, if you're Coca-Cola and you have a certain logo, and you just change the font... There's always going to be those people that's like, oh, I just can't drink Coke anymore, man. Ever yeah. since they changed the font, it's just uh-huh. not the same. It's it was just, like, I, I just, I just tastes can't do- different. Doesn't taste the same. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't drink Mellow Yellow anymore since they changed the logo. Well, <laughs> well, guy who who had a problem with the rebrand, uh, it was either that or I get sued by uh, John Cosgrove and Terry Moore's lawyers. Who I still have the yeah. cease and desist, desist and letter from. That's the from. reason why we didn't have anything unsolved mysteries related. Because, like, if we, like, for example, if we tried to come up with, you know, something that was connected to the show, like, you know, some of the other podcasts that ultimately, you know, rebranded or came up with unsolved mysteries, you know, related names, we'd still be on the radar of John and Terry. <laughs> So they yeah. might be like, hey, can't as soon do as, that either. As soon as they found out that um, we were we were making money off of the podcast via Patreon or whatever, mm-hmm. that that's when they really were like, okay, you're making money off our IP. And, Even and though it, it was nothing at all. It, it never <laughs> it never really got that high. And, and especially nowadays, it's like, you know, it's a few dedicated yeah, uh, like people, but yeah, that's that's about it. Uh-huh. Nothing to write home about. Not that I don't appreciate it, but um, you know, it 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 covers the uh, monthly expense I have to pay to host the podcast mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. So, but yeah, like um, that they had a problem with us using their intellectual property and making money off of it. I mean, we. The thumbnail was a little rip-offy, but as far as the opening goes, because our old the- opening song was the proper Unsolved Mysteries theme song, mm-hmm. opening intro, but I, I remade it on FL Studio, much like our new theme song we have now is a one of the 
uh, missing person roll call, like cue number six, that um, mm-hmm. Chris Rogers, uh, at, like he he requested that I cover it or or do something, and and I, I saw it as a, a fun challenge. Like, well, how close can I get to you know replicating? what this the sound cue that he for some reason liked yeah <laughs> chris rogers is is like the true diehard man like he mm, absolutely he down to the fucking music cues on yeah. specific missing persons uh roll calls he, he was integral you know in 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 getting uh some forbidden segments as well so yeah um but yeah so like i had made that was a cover of of the intro that and covers should be completely like okay like especially when it i mean it was an okay cover it it was it wasn't like anywhere it's not like i went to a professional studio and it sounded just like the other one like it was sounded covery enough to where it's Mm -hmm. like whatever yeah but yeah also i i get it but i think in the long run i think it made us so we can branch out and we can do different kinds of cases and different kinds of shows and we we're not just limited strictly to unsolved mysteries yeah, even though we've kind of been leaning on Unsolved Mysteries again for the past probably dozen episodes, yeah. um, we've in the past been able to do fun things like that awful <laughs> alien documentary. There's a sequel to that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. With the same well, guy? The, I, I, I don't know if it has the same guy. It's called The Seeding, I think. Oh, my God. We had our satanic panic month we mm-hmm. did our, our cult month kind uh, of ahead of the game there there's a uh a documentary that's going to be coming out later that's going to be about michelle remembers i feel like we were ahead of the game on a lot of things actually you know like because there's such a small pool of like crazy shit that everyone knows about to pull from mm-hmm. so it's only natural that like something we cover will eventually get covered on a larger scale whether it be a netflix series yeah. or a movie or whatever but um yeah so those are our one star reviews from Apple um if you want to leave us a good review you can go to iTunes and and do that or don't do that I I really don't care at this point I I show up and then I edit the podcast and then I put the podcast out and that's about as far as I'm willing to go now with uh you know my the effort that I'm going to like promote it or whatever the fuck <laughs> cuz um you know, I've got my band going, you know, uh, plug your ears, everybody. I got my band going on and then I got my podcast or my YouTube channel that I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I guess I guess that's the end of the fucking uh, show there. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you want to join our Facebook group, you can go to Facebook and um, type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar, hit the groups tab. Answer some questions and then we'll let you in. It's a good group, good people, good fun, good times, great oldies. We treat you right. Um, if you want to contribute to our Patreon page, it's un- uncovering unexplained mysteries.com slash oh, shit. Sorry, it's patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. And um, for three dollars, you get the podcast early sometimes. And for five dollars, you can tell us what you want us to talk about, as long as it's not an entire series. The unless, keeper. unless it's Wild Wild Country. Yeah, I, I just, think we I, might do that. I just rewatched that one recently, so I know all about the Bogwan. Um, 
And then also, if you are into, uh, maybe you want you like Mike's voice a little more. Maybe you want to know what he's about without me, or maybe it's vice versa, and you want to know more about me with less of the dork. Then you can look at our YouTube channels. Mike's a big movie guy, and uh, he sticks to reviewing mainly movies and does rants and so forth. His YouTube channel is youtube.com slash OCP communications. Once again, that's youtube.com slash OCP communications. Mike, what was your most previous video? Uh, the last video I did uploaded like four days ago. It's a long review of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I saw that as well as all the other Lord of the Rings films in the theater. A long a review for a long ass movie. Yeah. Um, that's why I never watched the Lord of the Rings movie because it's like I don't have that kind of time in, a, yeah, it's in one day. almost three hours, but it went it went by pretty quick for me after a rewatch. Like I really liked it, and I, it just made me like remember how much I loved these films. You know, growing up, like I watched them all the time on DVD. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to revisiting the Two Towers and and the Return of the King soon. But at the same time. Those are long movies and just the theatrical versions. I mean, if you're talking extended cuts, you're talking like 10, 12 hours. God combined. damn. That, that, that would uh, the work. The extended cut yeah. alone of Return of the King is over four hours. That would work perfectly as like a uh, Netflix series. Just like one, like one of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Be a great light. Well, they did that- an Amazon spinoff series. that's not been well received, but Rings of Power. So yeah, I've just been doing a lot of fantasy stuff. The Lord of the Rings films were actually requests, so um, uh, those are those are ones that I'm. I took a bit to get don't get done, but I want to do them the right way, you know. And they're long movies, so and that's one of those things too. It's like I gotta have the time, you know. And I work two jobs, and sometimes I don't have enough free time to be able to just, you know, Shit. sit down and I've been- watch. I've been at my for three my, hours. My like slower karaoke gigs. I've been trying to like write scripts mm-hmm. for my YouTube video ideas. So like, I'm utilizing that downtime at my job to like you know get this shit done. Yeah. So when I get home, I don't have to. Because like typing out the script and thinking about what I'm gonna say. I and do all that. that a little bit in my head if it's slow at work. Like I'll do like a little bit of like okay, just saw this film. Like what did I like about it? What did I not like about it? What do I want to say? Because I do everything unscripted. I do everything off the top of my head. Yeah, see, if I did, like, I'll do that if, if I'm reacting, like, if if I'm, like, just doing a pure reaction to something. But if I'm trying to, like, do something informational or yeah. informative or whatever, um, I've found that when I try to memorize lines and when I try to you know go that route with it i say um and like a lot and yeah. my my eyes are darting off yeah. to the left and to the right and yeah. so for christmas steph actually got me a teleprompter nice <laughs> and so i've been i've been using that and my latest uh video that i did um, when we get to my channel um i used a teleprompter for the entire video nice. and i was able to just speak fluently the whole time, never said like or um uh-huh. once. My eyes stayed directly at the camera. Like it was, yeah. you know, because like when you're going off the top of your head, your your eyes move almost like you're searching inside yeah. your brain for words to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my channel is um, youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. 
youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts and um i am like a music kind of commentary channel anything that's going on in the world of music specifically like rock um or even things that aren't rock my latest video i did is like whatever happened to lady gaga she used to be fucking huge back in like the early or the late 2000s early 2010s 2010s and then she just kind of like slowly i think she's focusing more on other things like specifically i think she's focusing on acting i think that's what she's doing right which now. honestly that's part that was like that would be like the the smart like pivot for her because if she tries to like remain this like edgy like super it'll be like what happened when madonna kept trying to do that as she got older yeah, but Madonna milked at least another ten years. That's what her. I'm saying. She milked another milked it, but it still like came across as a little cringe, at least to me. I don't know. I think Madonna, because like her '80s stuff was so simplistic, and she really like was able to build on it in a very smart and innovative way. Yeah, like because she went from she went from like you know I'm um, your innocent New York girl you can bring home to mom you know with a and you know all that shit and then she kind of built up on it like oh i'm this kind of bad bitch you know like give me your money Uh you know um because we are living in the material you know and it was kind of the spirit of the 80s was access and money and all that and then she went edgy as fuck with like a a virgin and and like a prayer uh and then she built on that sex angle with like erotica in like the early 90s mm-hmm. uh and that and that I'm just was, I, I'm just talking about like what she was trying to do like in the you know mid 2000s 2010 yeah like, but I mean you but I mean you look at when she started and by the time she gets there that's that's like a 20 year pop career is like yeah very, and and not and even even now like she's still like she still puts out good music although it doesn't really get played but like she's such a legend and has she's established such a large fan base that it doesn't ra- really matter at this point. Like Madonna's one of those names that she could play anywhere in the world, and she's going to pack out that because she's a legend. Yeah. yeah. And Lady Gaga is not. She's not a legend. Um. She had. She's like, a legend with certain you know people. Yeah. You know, certain, she, like she's certain, you know individuals. I would say like Britney Spears. If she, if Britney Spears dropped like one more album that was like worth listening to, Britney Spears could potentially sail into that kind of legend legend territory. Uh-huh. But she's not quite there yet, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did a video about I Lady mean, Gaga. You know, Lady Gaga still is, you know, doing stuff. I mean, she did the song for Top Gun Maverick and even sung it at the Oscars. So yeah, well, no, she's still doing. I wasn't. It's, this, this is not a rise and fall video yeah. by any means. It's she's still doing stuff. My whole point was like her relevance has faded. Like, yeah. her, like, like. Oh, you got to catch. The new Lady Lady Gaga is coming out with a new album. You got to catch it. It's going to be the hottest well, yeah. new thing. Like that's but that's just, what's happening with a lot of you know pop stars, right? right but now. no, but they never really changed the landscape quite like she did, though. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen the video because yeah. you, you commented on the first iteration before I just delete it and fucking re-upload it. I don't think I did. Somebody else did. I haven't seen that video yet. Oh, uh, oh, there's a Mike Brown that commented on it. I there's didn't. A diff- there's a different Mike Brown. Well, go figure. It's such a rare name. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's all I have to say overall. Uh, Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch it. We'll smell you later. Bye. See ya.